Welcome to 5 Minutes of Courage with Maggie Arndt. This podcast focuses on God's Word, the Bible, and how much God loves you. Our goal is to show you throughout Scripture how loved and valued you are by the God of the universe. 5 Minutes is all you need to be filled with hope, joy, purpose, and yes, courage. Now here's your host, Maggie Arndt. Hey everybody, welcome back to 5 Minutes of Courage with me, Maggie. A little bit of Jesus trivia for you. Do you remember yesterday in John chapter 9, we talked about Jesus healing the man who was born blind and then he could see. Does anyone remember how he did that? Anybody? You know, I can't actually hear you. He made mud, right? He took dirt and spit and put it in the guy's eyes and told him to wash in the pool of Siloam, and then the man could see. The reason I bring this up is because even though Jesus healed many, many blind people during his ministry, during his years on earth, he never did it the same way twice. So the only one who actually got mud in his eyes was this particular guy. And the reason he did that was he didn't want anyone else thinking there was some kind of magic potion or magic formula for healing blindness. It wasn't the means by which he did it. It was his holy power because he was God incarnate, because he was the Messiah. And so just a little bit of trivia as we start off today, and we're going to pick back up with our story. And the man who once was blind can now see. And so of course, what happens next? People start murmuring, right? Because that's what they do. And the neighbors start talking about him. Isn't he the guy who begs? Isn't that the kid that was born blind? And it's funny because he's like, I'm literally right here. I am he is what he says. And so then they they go to him and they start asking him, well, well, gosh, what happened? And, and really all he knows is a man called Jesus made clay. He calls it clay, which is so much nicer than mud and anointed me. So instead of throwing him a party, instead of being excited, what do they do? Well, they take him to the Pharisees because this just, this does not seem right to anybody. And so they take him in front of the Pharisees and they're like, look, this guy used to be blind. And do you know what the Pharisees notice? What day is it? Of course, what day is it? It's the Sabbath, because that's when Jesus seems to perform miracles. And that certainly shakes up the crowd. Jesus took the initiative in this miracle. The man did not ask for it to be done. So he really could have done it on any day he chose. So the question would be, why did Jesus do this miracle on the Sabbath? The answer is, Jesus did this to challenge the petty traditions of the religious leaders. See, because what they had done is they had taken laws that had been handed down to Moses and they made them so ironclad and binding that people could get in real trouble if they broke them, which is actually the antithesis of what God meant when he said, keep the Sabbath day holy. God was giving the Israelite children, a day of rest as a gift, not as an ironclad law that if they broke would find them excommunicated, that that's exactly what this man is staring down. And so the man is standing before the Pharisees and, and they actually don't believe him. Sure. You used to be blind. Mm -hmm. Were you born that way? And he literally was. And so what do they do? They go and get his parents. And then they start grilling them. Is this your son? Are you sure he was blind? Uh, But now he seems to be able to see. And what do the parents do? 
What a bunch of chickens. What do they say? Well, we know this is our son. Sure looks like him. And we remember him being born blind, but uh, we don't know what he means now or how he opened his eyes. We do not know. He is of age. Ask him. They literally throw their son under the bus to save their own behinds. Why, you may ask? Because anyone who would speak of Jesus as being Lord in the synagogue would be immediately excommunicated. And so they they deflect off of them and put their poor son in the hot seat. And the man knew he also was staring down excommunication. And so the Pharisees try to give him an out and they say, you know, give God the glory. They command the healed man to give God the glory. And the healed man says, one thing I know, though I was blind, and now I see. So the man born blind does not know everything about Jesus, but what he does know is how Jesus touched his life. And this is an irrefutable argument. How can anybody argue against what Jesus just did in this man's life? So they ask him, do you want to become one of his disciples? And the healed man mocks the prejudice of Jesus, their their rejection, their prejudice against Jesus, and he claims himself to be a disciple of Jesus. And so what happens? He does become excommunicated. The excommunication of the blind man actually turns out to be a really good thing because it prevents him from trying to live in two different worlds. Often when we are put out of an old group, it's undeniably painful but it can be spiritually helpful because the man knew that the Pharisees' unbelief and ignorance in the face of this amazing evidence was even more of a miracle than his cure for blindness. There's no way he could go back. And so what I want to ask you today is, do you ever feel like you've been put out or squeezed out or chose to leave an old group? because you're no longer the same person that you used to be. Maybe you used to care if people knew that you followed Jesus, and now he has done such amazing, abundantly enormous things in your life that that it would be more of a miracle to deny it than to acknowledge it. And so you know that there is somewhere you just can't be anymore. Does that resonate with anybody? Sometimes we become what the Apostle Paul calls a new creation, and that's actually what we're supposed to become. The old dies away, and what we have become now is a new creation in Christ because of what he has done in our lives. And no threat of excommunication, no threat of breaking laws, no anger from people in authority is going to change what we know to be true in our hearts. And what I want to know is, are you brave enough to stand up to the so-called Pharisees in your life? Are you brave enough to be true to what you know to be the truth? Tomorrow, when we come back, we're going to talk about the metaphor of spiritual blindness. Be well. Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage. Then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to 5minutesofcourage.com. That's the number five and you can connect with me there.